There we are. And, uh, it finally connected. Oh. Again. Was it having problems? Yeah, I, I went in and out of it twice, maybe three. Really? Uh, yeah, but it, it came okay. We got it. All right. Okay. Well, I listened to you guys last night, but I had my speaker turned off because I was in traffic in Miami, uh, on the way to Miami. Yeah, I knew you were on the phone. Yeah. So, good, good. Did, did we handle it okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, you have a couple of decades. I mean, a few, a lot of decades of, you know, Bible study. Yes. <laughs> a, a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of decades of Bible study. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll never forget one Sunday I was teaching. And everybody got in. They got sat down. I said, every one of you in here are slaves. They looked at me. What in the world is he going to say? I said, you're either slaves of Jesus Christ or you're slaves of the devil. Amen. I got their attention. <laughs> Amen. Do you ever drive past a homeless person? You did what? Do you ever drive past a homeless person? Uh, and as you're passing them, you you feel Holy Spirit well up in you and say that you should have done something for that person. And and realize that you're in traffic or you're on a one-way street or there's nowhere to pull over or, you know, basically your only way uh, to, to be obedient to that is to turn around and go all the way back. Yeah. I have not had it happen to me. I have and I've done it. Good for but you. I, I had one or two of my class members and then it even grew where they actually took sandwiches, made sandwiches, mm. by every bus stop where all these people sit. Yeah. And and then also, then they started a, uh, under the bridge ministry. Roger so, now. So, yeah, I had several people. And several people in, a, in our church had the uh, under the bridge ministry because it took clothing to them in the wintertime. I did it today. I was leaving in Miami. The if you go to the grocery store, it's a three store. It's a it's a building, a high rise building. You got to go up to the top and park on the roof and take the elevator down to the grocery. My goodness! And and when I came out, I made a turn on a side street, and there was an an older black guy sitting out there under the tree. I mean, it was obvious he was homeless. Yeah. And I was going by, and Holy Spirit said, if they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just bought groceries. I have, I have a case of water. I had water in my truck. And I had to go.
go around the block and through the traffic and around a fire truck and all kinds of stuff to get back there. And, and you know what the guy said to me? He saw me pull over. He recognized the truck because I had slowed down. Holy Spirit, give me enough. He came over to me and I pulled out the water and I said, Jesus told me if someone's thirsty to give them a drink. And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, I love you, man. I love you. Wow. And he took the water and he walked away. And it was just something about the way that he said it. It's been... That was an angel. Been running circles around inside me. Maybe so, Mom. Maybe so. The thought did occur to me. It, the Word of God says we entertain angels unaware. Unaware. And I don't think anyone, hardly, in today's world, think that's so. Well, that's because they don't believe in the demons. Well, that's true. Yeah. If you did it to the least of these, you did it to me, Jesus said. Amen. Hey, uh, Jacob, you got the family with you, son? Brayden's in the shower. Okay, and Mama's with you? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, so last night I, I heard you guys read through verse 12, right? That, that is right. And uh, and you guys were in Proverbs 27? Yes. Okay. So tonight we'll be starting in verse 13. And let's, uh, let's say our prayers. Um, you know what? Elise says a very nice intro prayer and I'd like to ask her to say it um, now that she has a family audience tonight <laughs> the pressure's on yeah <laughs> alright dear heavenly father thank you for bringing us together once again to learn how to <laughs> Make us knowledgeable of what we're reading. Let us absorb the reading and learn something from it. Learn from it every day. Thank you again for another day because we know that not every day is promised. Not every breath is promised. Don't let us take it for granted, even though we don't mean to. Just thank you, Lord. Please forgive us for our sins, even if we don't know we are sinning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Verse 13 says, Take his garments at a surety for a stranger and take a pledge of him for a strange woman. He that blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted as a curse to him. So, he says, he who blesses his neighbor with a loud voice early in the morning is going to be first to his neighbor. And (laughs) 
And verse 13 says, take a garment that is surety for a stranger and take a pledge of him for a strange woman. Jake, read me your verse there. I don't have it up yet. What? All right. I just hung up and came to the living room. You want me to read, sir? Yes. Uh, 27, 14. 27, 14? I just got here. 13. When you make a deal with a stranger to get something from him and any other foreigners with him to make sure he'll pay you. Okay. And Ray, what was your say? Take the garment of one who is security for a stranger and hold him in pledge when he is security for foreigners. So, that's a piece of wisdom that tells us to take a guarantee when when somebody owes us something. When a stranger owes us something. Take a guarantee. Also says that if you take security of the stranger's garment, that you're supposed to, at night, supposed to take it back to him and get it again tomorrow. Yeah. Don't leave him, don't leave him cold at night. Exactly. It's wicked to leave him cold at night. And the, and the verse 14, self-explanatory. If you get up early in the morning and you're obnoxious, people aren't going to like you. If you text me at 4.30 in the morning, I am not going to be pleased. Unless it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, mom's a late sleeper and wake half the night. Something tells me I must have sent a 4.30 text. <laughs> I like that. Oh, good, good. You and Matt. That's right. Well, it's my zeal that, that sends off texts at 4.30 in the morning. Yes, sir, I understand. And actually, if it comes from my baby, I, I, I cut a whole bunch of pack. It better not come to the... A friend, though. Right. So, verse 15 says, A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoso hideth her, hideth the wind, and the ointment of his right hand, which betrays itself or berayeth itself. In other words, it says, Endless dripping on a rainy day, that's like a nag that's what a nagging wife is like. As well try to control the wind, you might as well try to control the wind as you try to control her. As well try to pick up oil in one's fingers. So it's it's is so trying to control her is like trying to control the wind. Or like trying to hold oil in your hand. 
You can't cup it quite enough, can you? No, it's 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 not going to happen. So, <clears throat> verse seventeen. Moving on. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the wits of another. This is particularly true with believers, that as we talk to each other and exhort one another, that the iron sharpens the iron. Yes. That's also spoken of in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 or 24, which uh, that... Uh, we we encourage one another is what that one talks about. Yes, and 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 build up each other. So that's that's what friends do. Whoso keeps the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waits on his master shall be honored. So the one that keeps the fig tree, the the, the tender of the fig tree, the guy that. That, that nurtures it, waters it, and, and puts fertilizer there and turns up the, the ground around the roots and prunes it, that's the one that's going to get to eat the fruit thereof. Right. So he that waits on his master will be honored. Yes. When the master's coming in late, there'll be a whole lot of servants that go to sleep. But the faithful servant is going to be there waiting at the door for his master. They take the sandals off and wash his feet and pick the food. Exactly. And the master is going to take note of that servant. It's not going to be lost on the master that that servant was the one who was there. Verse 19. As in water, face answers to face. So the heart of man to a man. What's that saying? When you look in the water, your image in the water is looking at your face. Face looks to face as, as a reflection in the water. Right? Yeah. So the heart of man to man. So the heart of man is a reflection of that man. That heart of man is an image of that man. And that's, that's why God searches a man's heart. Yes. Or so, so one man's heart answers another. Or so the mind of man reflects the man. It's, it's your, your inner thoughts. The things that you keep in your heart will reflect who you are. And that's the truth. There are many people who are deceivers in their life. They appear to be one thing, but there's something totally different behind closed doors. But if you have the capability to look in their hearts, believe me, they were no different than what was in their hearts. We're only fools because we use our eyes and our ears to perceive. Right. 20. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. 
Hell and destruction. The underworld and Abaddon. They're never full. They never get too occupied. There's never too many people in hell. So, the eyes of man are also never satisfied. The lust of the eyes. What we want. The things we want. The things that we covet. The things that we desire. The things we see from other people. And we want it. They're never satisfied. That was the exact temptation that uh, the devil did to eat to Eve. Yes. Lust of the flesh, the pride of life, of life and what there's three three parts to it. Oh, lust of the eyes. And pride of life. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and flesh and pride of life. Though thou shalt, uh, verse 21, as the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. So the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold, those are both for refining silver and gold. So is a man to his praise. Our praise is a test of character. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, it'd be praise will refine you. It's a yeah. test of your character. You can either become big-headed and go around arrogant and go around treating other people badly and thinking that you're all that, or you can go around with humility. Yeah, and a humble heart. Verse 22. Though thou shouldst bray a fool in the mortar among sweet with a pestle, yet will not his foolishness depart from it. What does that mean? You can pound a fool into mortar, but you'll never separate him from his foolishness. Not if that not if he wants it to remain. Verse 23, be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. For riches are not forever and doth the crown endure to every generation. What that's saying is be careful to know the state of your animals that you're, that you're steward over. Be careful to know the state of your animals and pay close attention to your herd for wealth and power do not continue with the man forever. Nor can he transmit them from one generation to another. Right. Verse 25. The hay appears and the tender grass shows itself. And herbs of the mountains are gathered. The lambs are for clothing and the goats are the price of the field. So, what it's saying is, when the hay is cut and carried away, then the tender grass shows itself. Right. And the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs are for the clothing, and the goats are the price of the field. The goats are gone to market. 
So the the tender grass in the field, the good things in the field, won't show until the labor's put in, until the work is put in. Plowing, planting, watering, harvest. And thou shalt have goats milk enough for thy food and the food of thy household and for the maintenance for thy maidens. This is verse 27 was a, a, a continuation that says, you know, if you take care of all of your animals and you take care of your hay, and you take care of the grass and the fields, then you're going to have enough for all the people in your household and all your servants and everybody else. There'll never be a shortage. That's right. That's the end of the chapter, Dad. Cheers. That's it. And how precious, Lord, you are to us. Father, I want to thank you for the grace that you share with us every day of our lives. Thank you, Father, for Maria and Sky. Just ask, Lord, your mighty hand loving hand be over their home that you will give direction to the father peace joy and hope that you will bring shalom into the home I lift up to you Lord John and ask God that you would bless his life give him a future father and a hope I lift up Elise and Aaron to you Ask your blessings over them. Guide their lives. They're in the business, Lord. Pray for Tanner. That you would bless his life. Draw him to yourself, Father, and just lead him in a mighty way. I pray for Jacob and Raiden, Father. Ask God that you would bless their lives and their walk with you. And Lord, that they will learn and grow. Pray for Elise, Father. I for uh, Olivia, Father, I pray that you would bless her, her household, and guide her walk with you, Lord. Pray for Mel and her family, Father, that you would touch her and her family. I lift up Kaliani to you, Lord. Ask your blessings over her life, her walk with you. I pray for Gwen. Ask God to see that my wife. That you give her a guidance. You will continue to use her, Lord, and you will bring joy and peace and hope into our home. We're so grateful, Father, for all this to do in our hearts. Thank you, Father, for this time together as a family. Thank you, Father, for your word, because your word is life. And Jesus, Jesus himself is the word. And the word brings life, Father. We partake of it. Just ask God that you will minister to our leaders and our churches. I pray, Lord, that the church there, their local body, that we attend. And our local body here, Lord, Father. I ask God to bless us over each of the pastors each of the elders and deacons, Lord, that you would use them in a mighty way, Father, to extend your kingdom. 
accept the meat of our land. Father, God, that you will bless me. You will bring peace in this whole world, Father. That the word of God might be spread throughout the world, Father. I pray, Lord, that it will begin in both of our homes, Father, that the word will spread and be brought, Lord, to strength and power. And just ask your blessings, Lord, over over the day, every day, Father. I pray, Lord, for our president and his cabinet members. Ask God that you give him wisdom. I pray for him, Lord, in India. Ask you to protect him. Protect his crew members, Lord, and those that are with him. Now, let's up to you, Lord, every congressman, every senator, every state representative, Father, in this country. And, Lord, we will begin listening to you, Father, and coming back to you. We just give you praise, Father, all of us, Lord, in the precious and sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all have a blessed night. Good night. Good night, family. Good night. Love you. Good night. Love you. Good night.